All right, well, hey there, all you DC Comics news fans, DC Comics fans, fans of podcasts, and lists. Well, maybe the sound of my voice while you're doing chores, or driving somewhere. Well, <laughs> you get to decide how you enjoy, whatever the way is. Thanks for making your way right here to the DC Comics news spinner rack. I'm your host, Seth Singleton. My absolute pleasure to hang out with you today. Bring you episode number 136 of this amazing program in which I get to pick five books from DC Comics each and every week and then share them with you. Am I lucky? Yeah, I really am. It's always a great time hanging out with you. I love carving out the time and sitting down with a great stack of books. And when it comes to this week, well, why not go with the uh, Superman and Robin special number one? Whew. Go ahead and take your pick. We've got three absolutely phenomenal uh, variant covers. I mean, they're just that good. It's just that good. It's a story called The Magical Mystery Cube, written by Peter J. Tomazzi, with uh, Victor Bogdanovich providing the pencils, Danielle Enriquez, Scott Hanna, and Victor Boganovic providing... Oh, sorry, almost forgot one. <laughs> And Matt Santarelli providing the inks. We got Ivan Placencia, Matt Herms providing the colors. And then we've got Tom Napolitano with the letters. Amadeed Taturo providing our associate editing. Yeah, that's right. Dropped in a little nod to the associate editors because, you know, they, they, they get it. They deserve the credit. So, what do you do when something goes, well, how shall we say, wonky? at the Fortress of Solitude. No, not comic book lexicon wonky. That's simply not a term that's used well. It's probably something ascribed to, uh, you know, those without a very sound vocabulary, which means I have now demonstrated I do not have a sound vocabulary. What are you gonna do? Keep on moving along, uh, <laughs> get a kick out of the fact that we start out with uh, John sort of regressing a bit watching a uh, children's show he used to love. Well, let's just say when he was little. Of course, for him, that wasn't so long ago. I mean, for parents, it seems to fly by. And even for kids at some point, you're like, man, remember when I was a kid? But for him, thanks to Jor-El, John didn't really get to finish out his childhood. And that's created some interesting challenges, especially while he is filling in the uh, footsteps of his father and there's nothing better than just sort of like a reminder of how important that is and how fundamental it can be for his growth sure he liked the show when he was 10 but for him that wasn't that long ago and it's a moment that he gets to share with lois who does her best to understand and share with him the fact that there's been a lot of strange things going on and even for her, as the wife of Superman, what's happened to them has been beyond the normal. And they're still adjusting and adapting. So when she turns the show back on and he gets a moment to relive a childhood memory, it's only appropriate that a childhood friend, otherwise known as Damian Wayne, would pop up, sporting some new threads, looking, looking different from when they hung out previously, but still ready to raise a ruckus, ready to, you know, cause a little bit of trouble. <laughs> and 
to let John know that, yeah, so uh, we should probably talk about the fact that, uh, you know, there's an alarm going off and uh, maybe we should go check things out. Interestingly, John didn't get the message right away, but they're off together. We get to see Damien in a, uh, well, a familiar sight to those who remember one of Batman's more memorable suits. And then we get to see how these two tackle just a bit of a problem while also remembering some great history that they've shared. And then how it is that they, well, have to deal with a bit of an issue regarding, you know, are you, are you there to help? Are you there to harm? Is there a better way to handle things than just smash, smash, smash? And what if you get to throw in, just for fun, a little bit of some Nazi violence? I mean, it, it's really a wonderful collaboration. You got to read the whole book to enjoy just how good it gets. But as I pointed out, you have this absolutely phenomenal art team. You've got Peter J. Damasi's writing. You've got the Super Sons back together again, and they are a wonderful way to uh, kick off this episode of the Spinner Rack and also to move us right into what I think is quite a bit of fun in the DC Comics world. So that was my first choice, and it was an absolute delight. And my second is, you know, no runner-up by any means. It's just the next one on the list, to which I just have to smile and say, isn't it great when you can enjoy a list this good? I mean, for me, it's just like picking from amongst the best and then doing my best to represent that to you. But I really think that, uh, <laughs> I really think for the fans, it, it's amazing to put their list together. I think it's so great to have a list of books to know that you're going to read to. You know, you, you got that list that you've submitted to uh, your shop, you've ordered and knowing that they're all waiting for you. You can read them in the order you want, enjoy them. Ah, it's just a delight. So Superman number 78, my second choice, issue number six. Love the original cover. Absolutely adore the variant. I highly recommend picking up both. They make for uh, some really great story. And goodness, I mean, they just look good hanging out there. You know what I mean? There's just some things that just look so good. So we pick things up with uh, our good friend, Mr. Christopher Reeves, as Clark Kent, as Superman, inside a Brainiac skull ship, locked in a duel, and appearing to, well, be met, or at least put through his paces, or at least challenged to a degree. Of course, then, there's the recognition of Superman that... Science can be a weapon, but it's also something that can be turned against its user. It can be used to stop an invention. And it can even be used to temporarily silence Brainiac. Now, just because this is a, a moment of pause, that doesn't mean that Brainiac can't find his way into yet another one of his bodies. And as he attempts to do so, well, there's a complication involved. I'll let you discover what that's like for yourself. But in addition to this complication, there's a problem. There's the fact that you had this city, <laughs> otherwise known as Metropolis, that had been carved from the earth and, 
Well, it was rising above the ground in a very uncomfortable way, <laughs> one in which if it fell to the ground, it would be cataclysmic, to say the least, until Superman arrives. And man, does this guy not only know how to make an entrance, but to take on a challenge. And you got to remember, when it comes to that kind of power, it's easy to bash and smash. It's harder to show controlled, restrained, patient strength. And not only do we get to see that, but we also have an opportunity to see all those great qualities that made Christopher Reeve's Superman stand out so well. Absolutely love the writing from Robert Venditti, the art by Wilfredo Torres, the colors by Jordi Belair, and the letters by... Dave Lamphere of A Larger World, Mikel Yannin's original cover, and Rafael Sandoval and Alejandro Sanchez combining on the variant cover are just, man, when artists are good, when they're really just displaying, you know, the excellence of their craft, these are those kind of moments, and they're an absolute treat. I highly encourage you to check them out, enjoy them for yourself. While I have to go ahead and take advantage of the fact that we have some great news we always love to keep you up to date with, so hang out for our ad break. Come on back through. I've got my third and fourth choices right after this. Hi, everyone. I'm here to tell you about the DC Comics News Podcast, here every week to talk everything DC. Movies, TV, comics, and everything in between. But don't just take my word for it. Here are a couple of our sponsors. Listen to the DC Comics News Podcast. It's audio justice. <laughs> no, no, no. It's audio chaos. These wackos are crazier than I am. Well, maybe you're both right. Regardless, you can catch us on every kind of podcast platform. Apple Podcasts. Google Play. Spotify. Stitcher. And everywhere you find great podcasts. So, um, can I go now? Let him go. He did everything you asked. <laughs> no. Hello, listeners. This is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. First... There was the DC Comics News Podcast. Then came the Spinner Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I Am The Night. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones, I am the night. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Mad Pup, a Harley Quinn cast. Three, two, one. Harley Quinn? Harley f***ing Quinn? 
What have we learned from this crazy show? Making bat shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh, look, Cougar. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and bat me, nards. I definitely do not in need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't f with Lois Lane. For fuck's sake. I'm a damn good cop. Lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents Mad Love. The Harley Quinn Past. <laughs> Back to you, Seth. So, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. Fuckers. Picture this. Someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV, and video games. A complete ultra comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes or dummies. Part of the Comics in Motion Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? I am Kelly Gaines for DC Comics News. I am Tony Hasty for this show. And we are here to introduce our new show, DCN After Dark. This is the late night talk show for all of the wild ideas, fascinating concepts, and scandalous tales straight from the DC universe. We are not going to hold any punches. We are going to give all of our opinions straight off the dome, and sometimes we'll be writing it down. It is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the sensitive ears. It is not for any children. Viewer discretion is going to be advised because we are going to be swearing a lot. Yes. Yeah. And possibly, maybe by episode five, getting to our hundredth joke. (laughs) (laughs) Here's hoping. (laughs) We're going to have guests on this show. We're going to be guests on other shows, but we're not going to finish this sentence. (laughs) Off the the cuff. Let's go. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. Anything you want. Anything you want. Scooby-Doo would be a better detective than Jim Gordon. There you go. That's that is what this whole show is about. That's what the show is about. We're gonna be talking about we're gonna be talking about stuff like that. Should we have seen more of the bat? Go. No, no one had to see more of the bat. No, I didn't. Want to. God damn it. Look, all right. We're bat gonna Scooby-Doo, DCN After Dark. Check us out. Watch us without your kids. And if you are a kid, you shouldn't have even seen this promo. Drink recipes. Content creation reviews, unsolicited advice, and very inappropriate jokes. Yes. And a Santa, uh, an un- unseasonable Santa hat. Except it's season, whatever. Check us out. <laughs> Not getting rid of the Santa hat. <laughs> Available exclusively on YouTube. And just like that, as promised, as I do my best to keep my word as often as possible, we have returned. I am here with you with Peacemaker, disturbing the peace. Ah, well, if there's one thing about Peacemaker, he'll do anything for peace. At least that's what the Suicide Squad represented, and that's what the HBO Max series has been telling us. Is that your take? Ah, Curious to hear your thoughts on this one. It's a story by Garth... Ennis with art by Gabri Brown. Whoa, Gabri Brown. No, Gary Brown. Oh, 
What can I say? There was a little bit of ghost lettering. Yeah. Art by Gary Brown. Let's get that, shall we? So then we've got Colors by Lee Loudridge. Lee Lowridge. Lee Lowridge. There's always a chance I'm just going to try really hard at these. You know that, right? Letters by Bob Steen. We've got a original cover by Juan Terraria. And we've got variant cover by Gary Brown and Lee Lowridge. 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 There's also a 125 cover by Ryan Brown, as well as Amanda, Connor, and Alex Sinclair combining for a 1 in 50 cover. I mean, they're all pretty good. They've all got a great, fun style. I love that the uh, first one depicts this just violent, you know, uh, death and suffering and mounds of skulls. The second feels much more action-y, and the third just has this, well... I wouldn't call it cute, but man, it sure is cute, and it's a lot of fun to check out. And and then we get Peacemaker's story. It's a tough one. You know, we get to see him meet with a uh, psychological professional, someone who is able to listen to him and who agrees to meet him as a cemetery. I think that's a win-win because not everyone's going to meet you where you want to be. And we discover that in this version... He loses both of his parents in a very tragic way. And in the process, he also discovers just how horrifying it can be to lose your parents. And there's many ways that we're all going to handle it. I would say Peacemaker's way of handling it is very distinctive and very different from mine. If it's different from yours, let us know, because clearly... They had a history, and it was one that he didn't want to embody. In fact, Peacemaker chose to go his own way, make his own way, and so much more (laughs) about finding where he was and who he was with, and man, it's, it's a pretty wild ride. There's beautiful colors, wonderful darkness. Uh, a sense that there is a much deeper look at Peacemaker in this story than maybe we've had in other stories, although I did really love the backup story that was running in the uh, Jeff Lemire, uh, the Inferior Five series. That that was a hoot, and it's one I hope they finish up. But this version of uh, Peacemaker, it, it really captures so much more than what we've been told so far. And I think it creates a really deep context for us to consider as comic fans, as fans of Suicide Squad, the Peacemaker show, and whatever else might be out there in the future. So I think for me, this was a great episode, great issue, great opportunity to sort of check in with Peacemaker in a different way, to consider his story because we have the Omniverse. And we have a chance to consider just how many versions of Peacemaker there might be, how many stories can be told from that, and which ones we choose to embrace as the stories that we connect with. One of my favorite things about comics, not going to stop saying it, always happy to talk about it. And I'm happy to move from that third choice on to my fourth for that one. I am talking about Detective Comics number 1050. That's right. 1050, 1050... However you choose to say it, I'm not here to argue with you. I'm just here to talk about how good this is. Because it's really, really quite good. 
um, <laughs> when you're working with masters, it can be a lot of fun to see just how well they do the things that you expect as well as they do, how well they capture the imagination like you expect they will, and how well it is that you can enjoy just what they want when it comes to this story. <laughs> um, so we've been dealing with the shadow of the bat. This is part four. Things have gotten a bit out of control. Let's just say there's a fair share of chaos in Gotham, as is often to be expected. And Huntress finds herself in the crosshairs, and Batman, Nightwing arrive. They're there to help, but they're also continuing to work on the issues at Arkham Tower. See, there's a doctor who thinks he figured out a way to do better than Arkham Asylum ever did. But there's what he thinks and there's what is. And then there's the moment when maybe you think you've got things under control only to find out how little control you actually have. How does that manifest? Well, great part of the story I'm not giving away. What I will tell you is that when inmates like these take over, it, it goes bad for everybody. I mean, trust me when I say I'm pretty sure just about everybody knows. Um, <laughs> and that's not a lot of fun. I mean, you know, there's, there's good times to be had with stories. There's bad times to be had with stories. But there's not a lot of joy to be had when, uh, when things go this bad. <laughs> and it gets really good. Now... Here's the thing that I kind of love. You know, you've got some wonderful talent putting this one together. Mariko Tamaki um, and the wonderful collaboration who make this all work so well. Um, her writing is matched with Ivan Rice's pencils, Danny Miki's inks, Brad Anderson's colors, and letters by Ariana Marr. Now, we've also got... Uh, Urban Rodriguez providing the cover, Libra Mayo providing the variant cover, along with Jorge, for Jorge Fornes, <laughs> Jason Fabok, Brad Anderson, and Jorge Molina. There's so many good ones. It's understandable if you happen to drop a little more than you expected to at the comic shop. Just tell them I said it's okay. Whoever asked, just tell them I said it's okay. When they ask who I am, just tell them that's not okay. <laughs> and, uh, hey... Let's go ahead and smile about the fact that, as I've heard it told to me, you know, there's worse things you can spend money on. And few things, as well as these, will last. By the way, there's a lovely backup story, Batman Superman World's Finest with Mark Wade, Dan Mora providing the art, Tamara Bonvillain on the colors, Aditya Bidikar on the letters, and yeah. I say, take a peek, check it out. Enjoy this show. And if there's one thing I've learned, it's that with DC Comics, it's never really a backup story. It's just a second story, which means it's always just as good. And in some cases, it's a great debate to hear over which is better. Can't wait to hear your thoughts, your feelings, your feedback on that, along with all the books we've had come our way. Guess what? It is time for my fifth and final. That's right. We've charged our way down the list. We have brought ourselves to the 
final book on the list, I'm talking about Action Comics, number 1039. Uh, I knew when Philip Kennedy Johnson was taking over that this would be a sprawling epic that would take place in so many stages. He hasn't uh, disappointed, to say the least. Art by Ricardo Federici continues to uh, paint this horrifying world. There's tragic, stark, ugly beauty. And it's wonderful to enjoy. You've got uh, Lee Lowridge, Lowridge providing the uh, colors, Dave Sharp on the letters, Daniel Samper on, and, sorry, Alejandro Sanchez on the cover, with uh, Julian Totino Tedesco and Ricardo Federici on the varying covers. It's good stuff, folks. I mean, man, this is a tough one. If, if I bought each and every cover, I would probably end up just framing each and every color cover, and then, yeah, it would be a delight, it would be a joy. Definitely see this hardcover collected edition whenever it comes my way, showing up on my shelf. Um, there's a, a wonderful flavor to it that reminds me of some of the best stuff of Philip Kennedy Johnson's The Last God, and yet because it's a, a new art team and a, a wonderful sort of different take goodness the the art captures the cold of and the dank of the prisons the ugly red of the outside world the determination of a bound and <laughs> for the moment not as powerful superman and there is also the feeling that there are things that he is seeking to learn it's something he's well discovering is going to be one of the keys to what he is capable of doing despite all of the challenges that he faces meanwhile we've also got midnighter still in the mix still there still working still fighting <laughs> and we've got a wonderful possibility that suggests well there's almost a, no limit to what people will do for love. And what they will do for those they love, mm, stick around. This one's going to get really good, and I'm just going to keep highly encouraging it. By the way, second story, Martian Manhunter, A Face in the Crowd, Part 3. Ooh, so good with Sean Aldridge writing Adriana Mello on the art. Colors by Hi-Fi and the amazing Dave Sharp on letters. It's good stuff. It's going to make, it made me smile at least. So if you like, just a wonderful reminder of the great art from that uh, JLI, JLA, JLE with Manhunter and Elron, the Oreos. And, well, all of those good memories I have. This is a wonderful sort of, sort of look back, but also with a wonderful reminder of just how many stories are left to be told for all these great characters. I absolutely adored it. It's why it's been a pleasure for me to make Action Comics number 1039 my fifth and final choice right here on DC Comics News Spinner Rack. You've been listening on the DC Comics News Podcast Network. You can make sure that you never miss out on a single episode just by hitting subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. So if you want to tell friends, Tell them about the one you listen on, or tell them about all the big platforms where they can find us. Nice and easy on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, all the funs. Spotify, there you go. 
Anyways, let them know they can find us, tell a friend about how much you enjoy, and then make sure that they subscribe too. And then if you want to send us a message, any thoughts, comments, questions, we would love to hear what you're saying, love to hear all of your feedback from every episode. Just use the at DC Comics News handle. That's right, capital D, capital C, capital C, O-M-I-C-S, capital N, E-W-S. That'll set you up and get you where you want to be. And from there, well, send us a message. Tell us what you're thinking. We love having a great conversation with you, and just as much as we love the fact that we're going to be coming back to you soon. Remember, when uh, you subscribe to the DC Comics News Podcast Network, you're guaranteed to get updates of episodes of The Spinner Rack, Episodes of the DC Comics News Weekly Podcast covering TV, streaming, movies, news, and more. As well as original programming like I Am the Night, Batman Animated Series Episode by Episode Breakdown by Steve J. Bray. Fun and somewhat wild Mad Love about the Harley Quinn series as well as so much great stuff in store. Hey, we like having you around. We can't wait to see you next time. Do us a favor. Do one last thing we ask between now and then and as much as you can. And that is to always read more comics. Bye now.